global therapeutic targets for cancer metastasis. A review by Konstantin Stelotov, Perrin Bitti and John Lewis from University of Alberta, Edmonton, Canada. Expert Review of Anti-Cancer Therapy, 2020. Abstract. Introduction. Metastatic cancer are extremely difficult to treat and account for the vast majority of cancer-related deaths. The dissemination of tumor cells to distant sites is highly dynamic, as in coronius, and involves both tumor and host intrinsic factors. Effective therapeutic targets to block metastasis will need to disrupt key pathways that are required for multiple stages of metastasis. The areas covered, this review discusses the heterogeneity of cancers and metastases, with an emphasis on motility as a key driver trait of metastases. Recent metastatic cancer studies that identified either host or cancer cell intrinsic factors important for metastases using single gene deficient animal models or 3D intravital imaging of avian embryo models are also discussed. Potential metastatic blocking targets are listed as they relate to metastatic cancer therapy. The expert opinion, the development of metastatic disease is a complex interplay of genetic and epigenetic factors from the host and cancer cells acting in a patient-specific manner. Inhibiting key driver traits of metastases should yield survival benefit at any stage of the disease. And we look forward to the next generation of personalized medicines for cancer therapy that target cancer cell motility for increased therapeutic efficacy. Introduction Cancer is a highly diverse collection of over 200 diseases found in nearly all cell types that share at least one commonality, unregulated cell growth leading to abnormal proliferation of cells. Cancer cells in solid tumors can remain at the primary lesion site or spread as locally advanced or metastatic cancer. Cancer metastases accounts for 90% of all cancer-related deaths and is the main determining factor between low-risk cancers treatable by active surveillance, surgical removal or adjuvant therapy and high-risk cancers that require aggressive therapeutic treatment. Locally, advanced tumors spread externally from the path close to their primary organ site and include both low and high-risk cancers. Metastatic tumors spray to a distant location from the primary site and are high-risk cancers. Tumor cell motility is an important factor in high-risk cancers, although non-motile cancers can also be high-risk if the primary lesion site is an essential organ like the brain or if the tumor volume is high. Positive outcomes of curative treatments are typically expressed as significant improvements in the 5 to 10 year relative survival rate. 
high 10-year relative survival rate after surgical removal of an early detected tumor and or dosing with effective therapeutic agents can be considered cured. In the context of currently available therapies, localized cancers have generally good prognoses, while metastatic cancers are largely non-curable. Because cancer cell motility is strongly linked to cancer-related morbidity, regardless of cancer type, it is important that blocking cancer cell motility to abrogate metastatic spread will be an effective therapeutic strategy to treat all metastatic high-risk cancers. The identification of genes required for in vivo cell motility has been impeded by the inherent difficulty in visualizing the formation of metastatic lesions in vivo. Recent advances in cellular and nanomolecular imaging and modification technologies, the identity and functionality of host and cancer cell-derived genes, proteins, and regulatory species paramount to the metastatic cascade have begun to be uncovered. The biological processes of primary tumor growth and metastatic tumor mobility are substantially different, suggesting that the biomarkers and therapeutic targets used to identify, visualize, diagnose and treat metastatic tumors versus localized tumors will also differ. Accurate and early diagnosis of localized versus metastatic solid tumors would reduce over-treatment of the former and increase the therapeutic window for treatment with effective metastatic blocking agents for the latter. Metastasis as a process is dynamic and asynchronous, and metastatic cells are plastic at the epigenetic and genetic levels. Phenotypically, neoplastic cells undergoing epidermal mesenchymal transition EMT will interact with the host environment during all stages of metastasis at variable rates. By blocking a target integral to multiple stages of metastasis, it is likely the metastatic inhibition will be significantly enhanced while reducing drug resistance and ultimately resulting in a higher survival rate for the patient. Overview of metastasis Metastasis is a dynamic multi-stage process that involves the complex interplay of tumor and host intrinsic factors. Metastatic cells need to navigate and survive the physical interactions imposed on them from the host environment. For example, metastatic cancer cells need to evade, resist and edit the host immune response cascade in order to proliferate, migrate, colonize and lie dormant for prolonged periods of time. This requires the ability to communicate biosoluble factors, both genetically and phenotypically neoplastic to transition along the epithelial to embodied to mesenchymal cell type spectrum at the levels that are just right for migration and react to host protection mechanisms like anoikis, shared stress and host immunity. Specifically, metastatic tumor cells need to 1. Remodel the host accessorial matrix ECM 
to remodel collagen fibrils. 2. Promote new angiogenesis. 3. Detach from neighboring cells in the solid tumor. 4. Form invadopodia and invade surrounding tissue along newly aligned ECM. 5. Introversate through the vascular endothelium cell lining to enter the blood or lymph circulatory system. 6. Travel within the host circulation as a circulating tumor cell, CTC. 7. Form CTC platelet aggregates. 8. Adhere to the endothelial cell lining at a site distant from the primary tumor. 9. Form invadopudi again and extravasate through the vasculate endothelial cell lining and exit the circulatory system. And 10. Colonize and proliferate at the new tissue site to form a secondary tumor. Each distinct stage of metastasis has markedly different efficiencies, specific steps can be considered rate-limiting due to their low efficiency and resulting frequency. For example, the survival of CTC, circulating tumor cells, in the circulatory system is low and extravasation from the vasculator at secondary sites is extremely inefficient. These bottlenecks in the process of cancer metastases are thus ideal to target therapeutically. Coding and non-coding genetic drivers of metastases. Recently, large-scale sequencing projects that analyze up to 1013 prostate cancer cell lines have been published that have identified novel coding and non-coding genetic drivers for cancer cell initiation and metastatic progression. For decades, genetic biologists primarily described metastases according to which protein gene products were differentially expressed during metastatic disease. However, with the recent understanding that the majority, 75% of the human genome, is comprised of non-coding RNAs such as microRNA, short interfering RNA and long non-coding RNA, while protein encoding genes make up to 3% of the human genome. Biologists have increasingly become interested in the non-coding DNA function. With the advent of new molecular tools and visualization methods comes the discovery that many non-coding RNAs are functionally important in metastatic cancers. For example, metastatic breast cancer cells regulate migration through surrounding tissue for secretion of microRNA-105. This non-coding microRNA mediates the destruction of the intercellular tie junctions that are natural barriers to metastasis by targeting the tie junction protein ZO1. In addition, when non-metastatic cancer cells have expressed microRNA-105, they become metastatic. The large-scale prostate cancer cell line sequencing projects also compare genetic mutational differences between primary tumor cells and metastatic cells. In addition to identifying potential prostate cancer therapeutic targets, it was observed that the primary tumor cells were heterogeneous in their genetic mutations. Specifically, 
while many genes were mutated in less than 3% of cases, the overall number of mutations was high. When the primary tumor cells and metastatic cells were compared, genetic mutations within P13K cell cycle pathways, DNA repair genes signaling transduction, and cell-cell adhesion pathways, epigenetic regulators, and gene splicing when reached in metastatic cells. Metastatic cells appear to arise from primary tumor neoplastic cells as a genetically and phenotypically distinct minority subpopulation. Mutational comparison between primary tumor cells and metastatic cells also showed that early acquisition of genetic driver mutations strongly influenced the acquisition of subsequent mutations which in turn increased metastasis and affected treatment responses by the patient. Non-random metastasis, tumor dormancy, intercellular communication and targeted therapy. Cancer cells are heterogeneous and metastasis is highly selective. In 1889, a metastasis was described by the seed-to-soil theory which hypothesized that metastases selectively develop in congenital organs. As described by Nguyen and others, in an excellent review, the primary tumor site determines the site of the metastatic cancer cell colonization. For example, prostate cancer metastasized to bone, breast cancer metastasized to bone, brain and lung and colorectal cancer metastasized to liver and lung. Seminal research by Fiddler and others supported the seed to soil theory and provided additional evidence for metastatic inefficiency when they injected 10 to the power 6 B16 melanoma cells into the circulatory system of experimental mice and found only less or equal 0.1% viable cells remaining in circulation after 24 hours and less than 0.01% of the overall survived further to form secondary lesions solely in the lungs. The 40 years of clinical oncology and cancer research since this study has further shown that cancer cell motility and the rate and severity of metastatic disease are not random processes. Instead, these traits are determined by cancer cell intrinsic factors such as cellular origin, epigenetics and genetics or host environment intrinsic factors such as immune response, tissue affinities and circulatory patterns. Although metastasis is an inherently inefficient process, it appears to constantly occur and reoccur during disease progression and the length of delay between primary tumor growth and metastatic progression is primary tumor type specific. Why does the late metastatic recurrence happen to seemingly successful chemotherapy and radiation treatments against a primary tumor or a secondary metastatic tumor? One possibility is the presence of a subpopulation of metastatic-capable tumor cells that remain dormant within the host until the environment is conducive for metastatic relapse. Since dormant cells have inactivated cell cycles, 
they would be intrinsically resistant to all currently available therapies that rely on metabolically active targets for their activity. The recurrence of the non-random nature of metastasis may also be induced by communication between tumor cells and host cells via cancer cell originating extracellular vesicles carrying microRNA or long non-coding RNA, CAGO, to a targeted, intrinsically predetermined, distant tissue organ niche. Extracellular vesicles have been linked to the formation of pre-metastatic niches by cellular modification of specific target organs. For example, the process of breast cancer metastasis induction by microRNA 105 is due to this metastatic cancer cell-to-host cell or to non-metastatic cancer cell crosstalk mediated by breast cancer cell microRNA 105 shedding extracellular vesicles. Recently, researchers were able to show evidence of in vivo horizontal transfer of malignant traits when they injected colorectal cancer cell-derived extracellular vesicles into the bloodstream of Node-SCI mice and found malignant transformation of distant cells. Effective therapeutic interventions of metastatic cancers rely on understanding the metastasis processes of the specific metastatic cancer, including dormancy and the location of the distant colonization sites. Being able to detect and visualize metastatic progression both in vitro and in vivo is crucial for the development of future therapeutic strategies. In addition, blocking metastasis by using extracellular vesicles as a directed therapeutic delivery method to target metastatic cancer or blocking the ability of cancer cell-derived extracellular vesicles to transfer malignant cargo to distant cell sites yet has yielded promising results and needs to continue to be developed for treatment options. Intravital imaging and screening to visualize cancer cell motility in vivo. Recent advances in development of human cancer animal models and improved intravital visualization techniques have led to an explosion of interest towards these previously hard to visualize late metastasis steps. Conventional imaging technologies used for detection, diagnosis, triaging, and prognosis of organ cancers and tumor metastases include ultrasound, US, and computer tomography, CT. However, because these tools lack define resolution to image small primal lesions at the microscopic level, researchers use other methods such as spinning disc confocal fluorescence microscopy, magnetic resonance imaging MRI, positron emission tomography PET, and MRI-PET hybrids. These are non-invasive in vivo imaging tools that use either radioisotypes, contrasting agents, or a combination radio-labeled contrast agent to generate bright images with high sensitivity. 
Intervital imaging allows for visualization of the primary location, proliferation and volume of a tumor, and measurement of the level of cancer cell motility in vivo and in real time in live animal models. This is essential to study the physics and mechanisms of tumor growth, screen for metastasis blocking targets, detect and diagnose the cancer early and treat metastatic disease with metastasis blocking therapeutic agents. The shell-less avian embryo cholinotroic membrane CAMSA technique is a very useful nanoscale tissue model for non-invasive real-time intravital imaging of tumor growth. Many types of human cancer cell lines have been successfully grafted onto the highly vascularized CAM of the avian embryo and grow into solid tumors that can metastasize, including HEP3, HT29, HT1080, MDAMB231, and PC3. These fully vascularized and leaky tumors proliferate within seven days on the membrane laterally and shallowly to an average depth of 200 nanometer. Tumor cell motility can be visualized by high-resolution confocal microscopy images in videos using differential microscopical stains that also label the tumor vasculator from within and outside of the tumor. Cytoskeleton filament regulation and reorganization are essential for tumor cell migration in both early and late stages of metastasis. During metastasis, cancer cells must be able to dynamically regulate their shape and adhesive properties to promote motility. This involves the formation of invadopodia to enable directional migration along pre-existing tissue migration highways or along newly created ones. On an intracellular level, these activities require the coordinated spatial and temporal reorganization of cytoskeletal filaments, microfilaments, actin, intermediate filaments and microtubules. These activities also require the capacity for cell, cell and cell matrix deadhesion and the resulting evasion of anoikis, the programmed response to adhesion. Invadopedia formation and directional cell migration were known to be important for tumor cell invasion from the primary tumor into surrounding tissue and intravasation. Due to the availability of improved 3D imaging, it is also now understood that both extravasation and formation of metastatic lesions require active cancer cell invadopodia machinery, making the genetic and protein cytoskeleton components of invadopedia attractive anti-metastatic therapeutic targets. Of course, healthy host cells also express and use these cytoskeleton filament proteins therefore blocking metastases by inhibiting a cytoskeleton component would require a metastatic cell target approach. Recently, two monoclonal antibody drug conjugate ADC treatments
TDM1 and Atsitris inhibit microtubule formation in metastatic cells versus normal host cells have been tested in clinical trials with positive results. TDM1 is the microtubule inhibitory drug TM1 conjugated to the antibody transtumab that targets human epithelial growth factor receptor 2, HER2, expressing breast cancer cells. TDM1 can shrink tumors in 43.6% of patients with advanced HER2 breast cancer patients versus 30 0.8% of patients given standard anti-cancer therapy. Patient survival rate also increased to 9.6 months versus 6.4 months with TDM1 and off-target effects such as hair loss, nausea and fatigue were greatly reduced. Atsitris is an anti-CAD30 monoclonal antibody conjugated to monomethyl oristatin E. These ADC shrank Hodgkin's lymphoma tumors in 93% of the patients enrolled in a recent clinical trial. Other potential cytoskeleton targets to block metastases include the row family GTPA signaling pathway components the row family components are particularly switched that act as fundamental regulators of cytoskeleton dynamics. Direction sensing, cell-cell adhesion, the adhesion and cell integrin matrix adhesion, the adhesion. Also, row GTPase genes are upregulated in many different cancers and have been linked with an invasive and metastatic phenotype. Raw GTPases that have been suggested in the literature as metastatic blocking targets include Raw, RAC and CDC42. Raw acts to recruit kinases to phosphorylate cytoskeleton proteins and generate contractile force. RAC promotes formation of lamellopodia, which drives cellular motility and CDC42 signals the cell to make actin spikes that are important for directional motility. The key drivers of metastatic tumor cell motility. Although metastasis is a complex process, motility is a feature common to all metastatic stages and the presence of molecular migration mechanisms correlates strongly with these progression in cancer patients. An effective anti-metastatic motility target for therapeutic use in cancer patients must be specific for tumor cell motility to avoid disruption of the normal motile or migratory process in the body, such as inflammation and wound healing. Therefore, identifying and characterizing the motility machinery and regulation of migration used by cancer cells at various metastatic stages is underway and may provide effective anti-metastatic targets. In general, there are five key determinants of cancer cell motility. 
1. Cell autonomous motility 2. Soluble communication factors 3. Cell-cell adhesion 4. Cell-matrix adhesion and 5. Integrating molecular determinants of migration These determinants can be used as guidelines to help locate and identify potential sources of motility-based therapeutic targets intrinsic to either the host molecular environment or the tumor cell. Host molecular and cellular environmental factors important for metastases. CTCs use a plethora of molecular and cellular motility mechanisms to overcome or evade host intrinsic obstacles to metastases. One mechanism is to form CTC tetraspanin integrin adhesion mediated aggregates with host platelets. Pedoplanin is the tumor cell surface expressed factor that induces aggregation in order to protect CTC from environmental shear stresses and helps the CTCs evade host immune cells. Expression of podoplanin on the surface of CTCs also enhances the release of transforming growth factor beta TGF beta from the aggregated platelets, which then activates cancer cell invasive behavior such as epithelial mesenchymal transition (EMT). Podoplanin-induced EMT instigates the rapid adhesion and cytoskeletal protein rearrangements needed for extravasation from the vasculator and colonization of metastatic lesions into the surrounding tissue. When a TGF-beta-blocking antibody was administered to mice with metastatic cancer, podoplanin-induced EMT and metastases were suppressed, suggesting that the podoplanin-triggered release of TGF-beta was necessary for successful secondary site lesion formation. Blocking the TGF-beta signaling pathway may be one way to effectively block distant site metastases. The current availability and use of high-throughput animal models to quantitatively visualize late-stage metastases have resulted in several important studies that identified novel late-stage metastases blocking therapeutic targets. Van der Weyden and others conducted an experimental metastasis assay screen on 810 single-gene knockout mouse lines to identify host mediators of melanoma lung metastatic lesion formation. 23 genes were identified that when knockout in the mouse model significantly modified the ability of B16 F10 mouse metastatic melanoma cells to form metastatic tumors. 19 of these genes have never been detected in a metastatic host factor screen before. 8 of the 23 genes were identified as host factor suppressors of GMA metastases because when they were deleted, 
metastasis increased for these eight suppressor genes and known to be important in host immune function. And so deficiencies in these genes would unsurprisingly cause immune system abnormalities. The other four host metastatic suppressor genes are of unknown function and therefore are of interest for future research. 15 of the 23 genes were identified as host factor enhancers of metastases because when they were knocked out, metastases decreased. These enhancer genes represent novel metastatic blocking targets for therapeutic use. Only four of these 15 enhancer genes have been described previously as host factor regulators of metastases. T-cell control of NK cells, platelet alpha granuli function, phagocyte-derived oxygen radical generation, and a chaperone for tumor progression proteins. A mitochondria-targeted small molecule SAP19 inhibitor called gametrinib has shown some efficacy in preclinical metastatic tumor mouse studies for inhibition of metastases of prostate cancer to abdominal lymph nodes and liver. The HSP19 inhibitor triggered the loss of mitochondrial inner membrane potential which caused acute mitochondrial dysfunction in the tumor cells. Other studies, they use gametrinib and doxorubicin, an anthrocycline antibiotic that inhibits DNA polymerase II as a combined treatment in prostate and breast cancer in vivo xenograft models showed significantly reduced tumor growth, with no increase in cardiotoxicity from doxorubicin. The cytotoxicity of this combination therapy increased apoptosis by increasing the expression of the pro-apoptotic transcription factor CEBP homologous protein and a stress kinase called CGAN. The most pronounced reduction of lung metastases found by the mouse genome knockout screen was induced by a mutation in the mouse phingosine 1-phosphate S1P transporter spinster homolog 2 SPNS2 gene. The cell surface S1P transporter secretes the bioactive lipid S1P to blood and lymph systems with mediate cell proliferation, differentiation and migration. The S1P knockout phenotype resulted in increased numbers of effector T cells, CD8+, and natural killer NK cells in the pulmonary system, which in turn decreased the number and size of lung metastases. Tumor cell intrinsic factors important for metastases. Integrin-associated tetraspanin CD151 was determined to be necessary for the adhesion of cancer cells from the solid tumor, which in turn is an essential first step toward cancer cell intravasation and migration to a secondary lesion site. Blocking 
this tetraspanin with a CD151 monoclonal antibody resulted in a potent inhibition of cancer cell motility and metastasis. Furthermore, this provided evidence that targeting and blocking the functionality of a protein required for multiple metastatic stages was a valid therapeutic anti-metastatic approach. However, it also showed the importance of identifying a therapeutic target that is selective for cancer cells of enormous cells. Although CD151 inhibition promoted metastatic cancer cell adhesion to its primary tumor, active CD151 is also necessary for host platelet aggregation and keratinocyte migration in wound healing, which makes CD151 a poor cancer therapeutic agent for use in humans. Since their work, additional genes and regulatory factors in cancer cells have now been found the essential for cell motility. Past studies determined that cancer cells injected intravenously into developing shell-less avian embryo rapidly extravasated through the vasculator and formed invasive metastatic lesions within the embryo CEAM. Using this embryo model, cancer cells freely invaded into the rich collagen and along the CAM vasculator. Interestingly, when the cancer cell's invasive potential was compromised by a genetic or pharmacological manipulation, the resulting extravasated and non-motile cancer cells formed compact metastatic colonies on the CAM. This tumor compactness, quantitatively measured using a numerical compactness index, CI, calculated from three algorithms, provided an observable phenotype for use in cancer cell motility screening assays. Our group recently transduced human head and neck carcinoma HEP3 cells with a complete human genome SHRNA library injected the cells at low density into the CAM of shell-less avian embryos and allowed single tumor cell-originated metastatic colonies to proliferate. A compact colony with a high CI value indicated that the transduced SHRNA had knocked down a cancer cell gene required for motility from this screen for isolated compact colonies, 11 cancer cell genetic drivers of invasive metastatic lesion formation were identified as potential therapeutic anti-metastatic targets. Finding genes previously validated by other researchers as drivers of cancer cell invasion, such as ACTB and ACTC1 was a good indication that this approach could also identify cell migration related targets. ACTB beta actin is a widely distributed cytoskeleton protein involved in eukaryotic cell motility. In tumor cells, ACTB expression is either deregulated or upregulated, leading to abnormal levels 
and polymerization of ACTB protein in vadopedia formation and metastases of tumor cells. Researchers studying aggressive brain tumor glioblastoma recurrence reported that patients with ACTC1 positive high grade gliomas had an 87.5% recurrence rate, whereas no recurrence was found in the ACTC1 negative glioma patients. ACTC1 may be an effective prognostic and invasive biomarker for GBM. Although not found in the HEP3 shRNA library screen that identified ACTB and ACTC1, another cytoskeleton association protein called karyoferrin beta 1, KPN. B1 was identified in a gene knockdown tumor inhibition screen as a critical for tumor genesis. Among these functions, key PNB1 is a microtubule keto core attachment and nuclear input protein. Many cancers, including GBM, glioblastoma, high risk prostate cancer. Myeloma, hepatocellular carcinoma, and diffuse large B cell lymphoma upregulate expression of KPNB1. Knockdown of KPNB1 in cervical cancer cells resulted in prolonged mitotic arrest and apoptosis of the cancer cells, making this gene another potential antimetastatic target. Conversely, the nine other screen identified metastatic associated nucleic acids have never been connected to cell invasion, implying that these nucleic acids and their products may be novel antimetastatic targets. Five genes KIF3B, SRPK1, NR2F1, KDELR3 and APBA2 encode a kinesine motor complex subunit, splicing regulatory protein kinase, regulatory related orphanucleic receptor, protein sorting endoplasmic reticulum receptor, and a vesicle trafficking neuronal adapter protein, respectively. Three genes encode putative proteins of unknown function. One of the nine genes was determined to be non-coding RNA. As discussed with the non-coding RNA microRNA 105 of expressed in metastatic brain cancer cells, non-coding RNAs have been found to be important regulatory drivers of migration and therefore metastases. The regulatory function of genes in healthy cells is currently unknown, although inhibition of its expression did block metastases in the ex vivo screen. Public cancer databases searches of the shRNA insert clones with the highest CI indices. KIF3B, TME 
M229, B, NR2F1, C14, ORF142, and SRPK1 found that overexpression of these genes have been detected at invasive tumor edges in several cancers such as prostate, melanoma, or colon. These findings further implicate these genes as drivers of cancer cell invasion and therefore promising therapeutic targets for treatment of a variety of human cancers. Failure to form invasive metastatic lesions at distant sites can occur as a result of several events such as an inability of the cancer cell to attach to the vasculator or to interact with the local extracellular matrix. Intravital imaging of cancer cells deficient in either KIF3B, SRPK1 or NR2F1 expression revealed common traits. Inability to directionally invade out of the primary tumor or within the metastatic lesion, formation of multiple transient membrane protrusions and frequent motion direction changes. These traits resulted in disorganized cell invasion tracts and a non-motile phenotype because the cancer cells could not leave the initial extravasation site. In death, investigation using two photon intravital microscopy of the tumor cells interacting with the ECM collagen fibrils showed that motile efficient cancer cells formed single protrusions they could extend for significant periods of time along the single collagen fibril, whereas KIF3B deficient cells formed short-term protrusions that rapidly jumped from one fibril to another. The ability to maintain persistent contacts with the ECM has been established as one of the key elements of successful invasive cancer cell behavior. Cancer cells not only follow the pre-existing collagen fibrils, they also remodel and reorganize the fibrils into thicker collagen fibril bundles to enhance their directional cell migration. The ability of cancer cells to bundle collagen fibrils and align them to sharp angles relative to the tumor metastatic lesion mass is generally associated with the increased invasiveness and more metastatic potential of high-risk cancers. For example, detection of collagen bundles at the tumor invasive edge has been recently established as a negative prognostic factor for breast cancer patient survival. When the collagen fibril organization was visualized in cells identified in the ACE RNA screen, parental HEP3 cancer cells had actively aligned collagen fibrils at the edge of the primary tumors or in proximity of metastatic lesions. In contrast, KIF3B deficient cancer cells did not remodel the collagen structure next to the primary tumor or metastatic lesion, nor did these cells co-opt the CAM vasculator or contact outer blood vessel 
worlds. An efficient metastatic cancer cell must be able to utilize pre-existing tissue migration highways or create new ones. But the KIF3B knockdown cancer cells cannot achieve either of these. They suggest that inhibiting the cancer cell from remodeling the ECM collagen fibrils can inhibit cancer cell tissue invasion and intravasation into the vasculator and ultimately block metastasis. Conclusions Many of the putative drug targets for metastasis have no unknown function or enzymatic activity and in silico analysis often finds these genes categorized into seemingly unrelated pathways such as lipid metabolism or vesicular transport. Inhibiting these targets using conventional enzyme active site targeted design may be unsuccessful. Instead, allosteric drug design may prove to be more effective against these challenging targets. We and others have found that inhibiting the expression or function of these novel targets often has no effect on motility as measured by in vitro say yet have a pronounced effect on in vivo motility and invasion. It will be important therefore to utilize quantitative in vivo assays to screen for targets required for cancer cell motility. In addition, the choice of molecular target to block will most likely be tumor-type specific. A gene target discovered using a prostate cancer model may be irrelevant for blocking brain cancer invasion. Therefore, intravital screening projects involving different cancer types or subtypes should be conducted to identify gene targets relevant to that particular cancer and to determine the efficacy of the gene as a therapeutic target. Alternatively, novel targets discovered using highly aggressive cancer cell lines such as HT1080 should be further screened in silico against multiple human cancers and validated in vitro or in vivo to show that they are indeed involved in invasion process by those cancer types. Although we are beginning to understand metastases, a multidisciplinary research approach that involved genetic, biochemical and computational techniques is required to fully appreciate the interactions between the host environment and metastatic cancer cells. As this body of knowledge grows, the most effective metastatic blocking targets can be found for specific cancers. Expert opinion. Advances in the discovery of therapeutic targets of metastases are tied to advances in our understanding of metastases and in particular our understanding of the dynamic interactions between cancer cells and their microenvironment. Their vast body of published research with in vitro and in vivo cancer models as well as clinical studies aimed 
at understanding cancers and how they evolve from regulated responsive host cells to unregulated differentially responsive cancer cells. For the study of metastases, the key limitation has been the availability of technological tools available for their direct visualization. Recent technological advances with in vivo animal cancer models and imaging have greatly improved our knowledge of tumor formation, host microenvironment, remodeling and metastases. Intravital imaging of human metastatic cancer cells in animal models is a powerful approach to accurately visualize and characterize the dynamics of how cancer cells metastasize in a 3D environment. It is well understood that the behavior of cancer cells on a molecular and cell level is highly dependent on the local microenvironment. Metastatic cancer cells grow in a 2D in vitro model versus a 3D in vivo model will have substantial differences in gene expression, enzyme activity and metabolite levels. The potential clinical utility of metastasis-targeted treatments is the subject of debate. Will blocking metastatic progression in an already metastatic patient prolong survival? Is prophylaxis an achievable goal? There is ample evidence that metastatic cancers continually seed and reseed metastatic sites, so it is very likely that an anti-metastatic therapy will prolong survival. Additionally, identifying patients at risk for metastasis early in the disease progression is important if a prophylactic approach is taken. Development of novel blood tests that require small sample volume, short analysis time and provide accurate, personalized, quantitative diagnosis will significantly improve patient survival while decreasing over-treatment costs. For example, the current standard diagnostic test for prostate cancer that measures prostate-specific antigen PSA levels in patient blood samples has low specificity to, for early detection of prostate cancer, resulting in the overdiagnosis and overtreatment of men for this cancer. However, newly developed tests that use patient-specific genetic data for early diagnosis and accurate stratification of low-risk, indolent versus high-risk metastatic prostate cancer have led to better patient outcomes and higher Q rates in clinical trials. Use of these genetic data-based tests in clinical practice will represent personalized medical treatment of prostate cancer. These recent advances in molecular technologies is generating a wave of cancer cell discoveries that will positively impact diagnosis and treatment of metastatic cancer in the near future. Although there are therapies in development that look promising as effective treatments for use in clinical practice, many drugs fail in clinical trial for a variety of reasons. Successful drug translation from preclinical research to clinical therapeutic is rare. 
Certainly, the complexity of the metastatic cascade is a factor with some of these failed therapeutics. However, these failed drugs can provide researchers with vital information to help elucidate more effective targets. Why the identification of single-gene targets specific for cancer cell motility and metastasis is important, identifying blocking agents that can target multiple genes from various pathways simultaneously may be necessary for, to develop a therapeutic that can fully inhibit metastasis and so turn high-risk non-curable cancers into curable diseases. Naturally occurring or synthetic regulatory RNAs such as microRNA or long non-coding RNA present an exciting opportunity to achieve the goal since a single sequence can differentially regulate the expression of multiple genes. Designing microRNA or long long coding RNA based therapeutics may improve the universality of these therapeutics since each master RNA molecules may target dozens of metastases driving oncogenes and therefore would be applicable against many cancer types. RNA-based therapeutics may also have fewer side effects, since these molecules are naturally expressed in target organs and therefore should be tolerated by normal cells. There has been much work done on the use of plant viruses, like CoP mosaic virus or tobacco mosaic virus, or synthetic lipid nanoparticles as extracellular vesicle-like therapeutic agent delivery vehicles. Using synthetic lipid nanoparticles as regulatory RNA cargo delivery vehicles provides excellent therapeutic advantages. The synthetic lipid nanoparticles envelope can be modified to promote organ-specific targeting the RNA cargo is protected from host degradation enzymes and the circulation half-life of the therapeutic agent is increased, resulting in an increase in therapeutic efficiency. In addition, research into direct fusion of synthetic lipid nanoparticles to the targeted cell membrane with the incorporation of naturally occurring membrane fusion proteins into the synthetic lipid nanoparticles suggest that the cargo molecules can bypass lysosomal degradation, which may further enhance therapeutic RNA delivery. With improvements to nucleic acid sequencing, omics technologies, nanoscale biochemistry, subcellular imaging, computing power and artificial intelligence, medicine, in the near future is predicted to be powered by personalized precision diagnostics and therapeutics. This specific patient and disease paired mindsets may be the approach required to accurately target and effectively stop complex disease processes that are both heterogeneous and host environment specific like tumor cell metastases. Thank you for listening.